Thanks for downloading another episode of The Ugly Truth. Or if it's your first time, welcome. You are now an honorary UG, or hug as we like to say. We really appreciate you listening and supporting the show through our Amazon and Avon links at UglyTruth.com. And now, without further ado, The Ugly Truth. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's The Uggs. Jamie? What do you think his eyes singed out of his body because he saw your nips? Paula? Until I get my nuts, I'm not buying anything. Uncensored as always, it's time for The Ugly Truth. Welcome to The Ugly Truth. It is episode 188. Ugh, ugh. We are both very tired today. Very tired pandas today for many reasons. But welcome back. We took a week off. I hope you enjoyed the leftover episode, which I think contained four or five shows worth of Ugly Cuts. Producer Deb put that together for you so you'd have a little bit of new content. So welcome and thank you for downloading our show. And we are back from our vacation. I guess, it, well, I don't know how vacation-y it is for you. It's never vacation-y for me when we don't do a show. It's essentially one less thing I'm doing (laughs) you know yeah that's well especially Thanksgiving because I mean you know it's just it's just basically like you know feeding baby birds all the time yeah it's funny because when I when I'm preparing Thanksgiving because I actually started making stuff like the day before yeah me too and uh you know and Daryl is never more happier than when I'm making food and so he's very affectionate and he's dancing around me all the time and I'm like you know, you're never happier than when you're being fed. I guess it's just a, I think it's a guy thing. I, I really do. They like being cared for and they like just having access to homemade food. I was listening to a podcast the other day and it was Bill Burr, who is not typically female friendly. He's oh, okay. very dude friendly. I think he's hilarious, but you know, some people find him a bit abrasive, <laughs> but I think he's really funny. But he's like, he said that there's nothing better than when a woman cooks a guy a meal. It's like, it's a lost art because n- nobody does it anymore. He goes, we bitched and bitched about how they all, all, you know, for years we were like, is he in LA? Yes. That's why he thinks nobody does that anymore. Well, he's not from LA. He's, I know. He's from Boston, I mean. But it's crazy that he <clears throat> thinks people don't do that anymore. I'd be like, leave leave L.A. and then you'll realize people do that. Well, he's been in the entertainment industry for a really long time. But my point is, he's like, you know, for years, I think he's speaking in general terms. He wasn't right. speaking about him personally. But he said in general terms, you know, he's like, men of bitch and bitch about what do you do all day? Just cook dinner and, and, and you know, make do laundry. That's all you do. He's like, so they're like, all the women were like, fine, fuck you. I'm not going to make you dinner anymore. He goes, now no one makes no one makes meals anymore regularly and he goes and now when you get one it's like the it's the coolest fucking thing in the world to get a home-cooked meal and I think that's actually true I mean I have friends who do not cook dinner every day because they're working you know everyone works well yeah I mean I guess if you if you work that makes sense that I mean I totally I totally agree that that is really hard to try and come home after working especially with kids too and then try and cook dinner I mean that's that's like putting 
the cherry on top of the Sunday. Yeah, it's really hard. And then, you know, and if you're single and you're working to pay the bills and then you decide to, you know, get into a relationship and then suddenly you want to do something nice, it's kind of easier to buy something than it is to buy all the stuff and go home and make a meal for somebody. Really? You can offer him a bowl of cereal. That's what I would do. <laughs> exactly. So that's his point is like now it's a he goes cooking a good meal is a lost art. And I, I actually agree. I mean, yeah. why do you think the Food Network is so popular? Sure. You know, yeah, really. Googling all that uh-huh. shit. Anyway, so I don't know about you, but my Thanksgiving week was... Now, did I tell you about Bodega killing the possum? Uh, you know, Jamie, there's been so many. I I don't know. It was late at night. It was like 11, not that late. And all of a sudden, Bodega is barking and he's doing this loud, like, you know when lions roar and you can hear it for like 20 miles? Yes. That's the kind of barking he was doing. And I, we were in bed and, and Daryl, of course, was sleeping. And so I kind of like moved around and he wasn't waking up. So finally I pushed him and he looked at me. He's like, what am I? Do you hear that? And he's like, yeah. So I go out on the deck with, and he goes out on, he's with downstairs and I was up on our upstairs deck and I had the flashlight and I looked out and there is a possum sitting on the fence line and Bodega's leaping up into the air, a good six feet into the air and is just barely missing this possum's snout. And the possum is hissing at him and you can see it. And I'm like, okay, I thought they were supposed to play dead. <laughs> I thought they were supposed to like, well, he you was know, probably terrified. Render itself catatonic. But How are you going to render yourself catatonic on the, you know, four inch <laughs> plank of a fence? Well, and the other thing is, be, you know, because we humanize animals, Daryl's like, why wasn't it? Why won't it just climb, you know, go down on the other end where it's safe? I'm like, because it's an animal and, and animals don't reason the way humans do its It's, brain is the size of a walnut it's a very (laughs) small brained creature and it doesn't go you know what if i just climb down on the side and run away you know i'll be free i'll live i can go back to my little (laughs) possum baby family whatever my life will be so anyway so it's just sitting there hissing at him so i don't come back with the goldfish they'll be okay (laughs) right so bodega is just tirelessly leaping into the air and i mean honestly when i saw him do that i went well i guess it's good to know that bodega is actively choosing not to leave because he could easily clear this fence that seven feet tall fence if he wanted to Daryl decides to <laughs> squirt the possum with water, oh, thinking that, that helps. Thinking that it will fall off the fence and and go away. What is this like? The game at the carnival with, <laughs> where you shoot water in the clown's mouth and the balloon goes up. And I'm on the deck, and then the neighbor on the other side of the fence comes out with a broom, and it's the woman, not the man, who comes out with the of broom, course. and I. And the man's just like, well, what do you want me to do? (laughs) Well, because (laughs) what is she going to do? So she's standing on her deck with the broom. And she's, he's like, it's just a possum because, you know, they do have a lot of hobos that come wandering through. So I don't know what she was going to do with a broom with a hobo, oh but God, who knows? I would have loved to see all of this on your security cam system. <sighs> right. And so <laughs> McKinsey's probably in her room like. <laughs> <laughs> so Daryl turns on the hose and he starts squirting the thing. And I said and I yelled. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, stop it. The possum slipped on the water. And sure enough, Bodega grabbed that thing by the face. Oh, that's nice. Pulled it down, and it was over. Over. Right into and the he lion's killed it. den. Well, I bet you Daryl felt like a shoe. I don't know. 
he he somehow has convinced himself that he had nothing to do with the death of that creature. <gasps> oh, he absolutely did. Of course he did. He totally he gave his dog the advantage. And I just wonder if secretly that's what man's best friend, you know, that's what they do. They're like a team. You know what I mean? It's like I don't think Daryl has that in him to do that. Do you know how Jamie, he goes fishing. I'm not even Catholic and I would have to go confess. Like I would feel (laughs) so bad about that. Like I would have to send like a quiche to that like possum's family and apologize. The deal is, is that he's the one that has to deal with the corpse. No one else does. Daryl's the one that's got to deal with the corpse. You know, and if we live somewhere far away and we didn't have neighbors, the reality is, is Daryl probably would have pulled out a gun and shot it. You know, I mean, it it was huge. It was bigger than Sonny. And it must have, he said it weighed 40 or 50 pounds. It was the biggest oh, thing he'd ever seen God. in his life. That's like it was dog. so big. Yeah, it was bigger than, it was bigger than our dog. He was shocked that Bodega killed it. And of course, when Daryl's cleaning it up and it wasn't playing dead, it truly was dead. Of course. Um, Bodega's standing over the, the corpse while Daryl is getting it bagged and just standing there staring at it like, yeah, that's right, asshole. You don't come here. I you don't wonder, mess with my property. Where does he get that from? I mean, I, it's a primal. It's a primal instinct. Huskies are the, some of the most primal dogs in the world, which is why we have one. Yeah, but he really has like a like a certain <laughs> flair for it. You know, I mean, I know he's like those. He's like those lions in the Serengeti who kill for fun. I mean, you know, he's kind of like those orcas that just bat baby seals against like rocks and things for fun. Like that. Like, I know it's, it's just, very weird. It's he doesn't like anything coming in his yard. He just is super territorial when it comes to, to animals. Not I people, I but animals. I don't know if I, Olivia should play in the backyard anymore. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He protects his family. He protects his pack. He does right. not like anything in his yard. So anyway, so yeah, that was that was day one. <laughs> but how was your Thanksgiving? Okay, so you know I live in the Matchbox. I do. So with Thanksgiving... We had to basically do all of our shopping literally the day before because we have no freezer space or counter space or any space for that matter. So I had to wait until the day before to go and get everything. So anyways, I wound up getting like a 16 pound turkey. Which, okay. Wow, that's big for you. Well, it was, but that's the problem is, is because we waited. We either could have gotten a ten pound turkey, which is mm-hmm. like basically Nothing. like a Cornish game hen, right? Or like a twenty five pound turkey. So uh, we were like, it's kind of funny. You start out small just by looking like, oh, okay, like looking at all the tags, yeah. and then like next thing you know, it you're like halfway in the freezer section, like your Digging body in, going, Where's my my body's together? in there, and like I can't even feel my fingers, and it's I'm like, just Where? like, I I just want a twelve pound turkey. Where I just, is it? I, I wanted. <laughs> I wanted a 14 pound turkey and I could not yeah. find the 14 pound turkey. Oh, that's So I'm just like, I can get the 13 pound or I can get the 16 pound. And I'm like, I'd rather just, you know, and our mother has just ingrained in us mm. because she has always bought like the biggest turkey she could find. I don't biggest know bird. why. She, always she just has. loves to have, well, she wants the leftovers. <sighs> Turkey, turkey sandwiches, turkey salad, turkey tacos, turkey soup. It's ridiculous because how good is turkey for like leftovers anyway? I mean, she's got to get the carcass and make broth. I remember us eating leftover turkey for like weeks and 
to be perfectly honest, like <laughs> leftover turkey is not good that long. Anyway, go on. Okay, so with the turkey, when it when I took it out and I was like preparing it, mm-hmm. it came with um and I'm like, oh, this is a good one. And Victor's why I'm all I'm all because it comes with the little like button popper thing. <laughs> so and you can see when it's done. And he's like, Oh, okay. well, the turkey's done. <laughs> so <laughs> like a money pit. But the thing was, is like, you know, they just jam those things in there and sometimes they're just kind of like, you know, floppy or whatever. And I was sure. just like, oh, I hate that. They're not and, as firm as they need to be. And so um put it in the oven, you know, did my routine the whole day. And I'm just like, well, I'm like, we should be able to eat by four. Cool. So I took it, it, the turkey out and I started to cut into one of the things and because the button had popped and some of the juices were kind of pink. And I'm just Uh like, this is weird. And I'm just like, okay. And so I asked Victor to come in and look and he's just like, this isn't done. (laughs) And I'm just like, but the button popped. And he's just like, well, it may have popped. But he says, this button, he's like, it's flimsy. He's like, I don't even think this thing's in all the way. So I'm like, well, great. We got our regular meat thermometer and we stuck it in and it was still like 15 degrees shy of what it needed to be. Yeah. So he says, I think because we bought it frozen, like solid yeah. He says, I think that even cooked, though it wasn't thawed, even though it felt thawed, he says the inside probably was still a little bit frozen. Oh, so wow. we had to put it back in and we had to cook it for like another hour and a half. And then yeah. so we did that. We made all the sides and everything. When all was said and done, we finally ate at like seven. We ate around seven as well. Because oh, so we weren't the only ones. No. Well, first of all, I don't understand the whole let's eat at two o'clock. Just I because hate it's Thanksgiving. that. It's the dumbest thing ever because you're just hungry. Again I'm on at Facebook six. and I'm like, you know, trying to get all my stuff together and everyone's just like, you know, picking their teeth with like toothpicks <laughs> and eating dessert and everything at like, you know, already. two thirty, three o'clock. And I'm just I like, know. you know, I'm like sitting here, you know, basting my turkey still not realizing it's frozen in the middle. You know what though? I don't, I never understood the whole, all right, everyone, let's, let's all gather at someone's house that we can barely tolerate. We only see them once a year and let's all eat at two o'clock. So we're all drunk by seven. I'm glad we don't do that. Oh, God, Paula, did you, have you completely blocked out all the Thanksgivings that we had to go to at our aunt's house? Oh no, I, I mean, my those, God. But I mean, I'm just glad we don't do that now where we don't like <sighs> force people to go to like people's houses and like take uncomfortable photos and the thing is is that i mean on one hand i i appreciate the fact that our mother's family insisted upon gathering based on traditions you know for at least once or twice a year to see how everyone's doing i mean i get it i really do i i understand it but they were so painful because no one liked anybody like no one i mean our mom loved her sisters, but not anybody else that came with them, you know? So it's yeah. like they would, and the thing is, is that they would gather and they would, you know, cluck, cluck, cluck. And the rest of us were out swaying in the wind with all these people that we barely knew. It was so uncomfortable to me, but yeah, I think that's kind of the, isn't that typical of all family dinners like that when you do those big things? That's probably pretty true. Do you and Daryl usually get along on like, to me, it's not that it's a stressful thing, because here's the thing is, is like, 
I'm basically in the kitchen all day long. Like yeah. I, you know, right. which I'm not like begrudgingly doing. Like I don't I'm not. mind it. Because, I don't mind it either. You know, it's it's not, a, in my opinion, it's not a two-person job. There's nothing not. that anyone else can be doing. But do you and Daryl ever get into like fights or arguments? No, I'll tell you why. First of all, because Daryl is so eager to eat He's a helper, and all he wants to do is make it as easy as possible for me to make all the food that he wants to eat. So first, he chills a bottle of champagne so that I can drink throughout the day. He cleans the kitchen completely. It's completely immaculate. And, you know, I get to watch whatever I want on TV while I'm cooking, which usually I don't even care. So he ends up watching football anyway, because it's Thanksgiving. Right. So I don't really care about that. But no, he but what I what I did learn a couple of Thanksgivings ago is that it's it's imperative to have something to eat while they wait because the worst thing is smelling all the food and having nothing to eat right so I made a huge platter of hard-boiled eggs I put out veggies with dip and I made a couple of you know like warm things that you know, felt a little hearty. And I did that at like 11 or 12 because I knew that, you know, by two o'clock it was going to smell amazing and there was going to be nothing to eat until like six or seven. That's true. So it helped. I made nothing. I made nothing. Everyone else had to fend for themselves until everything was ready. (laughs) No. So Victor and I got into the hugest fight on Well, it wouldn't be a holiday without it. (laughs) And it it was over tinfoil. It was oh. absolutely over tinfoil. I ran out of tinfoil. I was covering everything because everything was like almost done. But right. I cover everything with tinfoil. Yeah. Keeps it warm. I said, I just ran out of tinfoil. Do you think you could go to the store and get me some? And he said, okay. He's like, him and Ryan were playing a video game. And he's like, do you need it right now? And I just like exploded. <laughs> I just exploded. Well, you'd been only slaving away all day. Pretty much. And that was my sentiments. <laughs> yes. Makes sense. And so that took a life of its own for like almost two hours. And oh my God. No wonder you only ate till seven. You didn't eat I know. Seven. That, that could have been part of the reason. Well, I mean, we were waiting for the turkey to, you know, finish sure. cooking anyway. So we had two hours to spare. <laughs> so you might as well, you know, kill each other. It was so stupid. It was the dumbest thing ever. But... <laughs> I guess it wouldn't be Thanksgiving without a big fight. There has so. to be. I mean, the police are busy for a reason on those days. And we weren't even drinking. What do you know? Wow. Yeah. Well, then that's that's raw right there. You know? <laughs> that's it's, raw. It's what it is. But anyway, so did, now you don't do. Please tell me you don't go out on Black Friday. No, I do not. So Thank God, I actually from what i can tell you can actually do black friday online now because everything online that's why it's so great that's what i did i bought actually a few things online after midnight well actually thursday night because black friday i don't even know why they call it black friday anymore everyone's just like black friday starts thursday at 5 p.m so there is no such thing as black friday so we went through the ads and we were looking at some of the things and some of the things that we had talked about getting some of the kids were actually really good deals and so i checked on the website and they were available and so we purchased them and one of the ones we actually had to go to the store to pick up. So mm-hmm. we we got, did that a couple days later. 
the other one is just going to be shipped. So I have a bunch of stuff already being shipped to the house. That's good. Luckily, when all of your kids are basically adults, their desires are very, very specific. And so it's very easy to shop, luckily. Right. So I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I'm kind of over the whole, you know, dreamy time when I used to buy, you know, $50 worth of plastic toys and it looked like the, a windfall had arrived. Right. You know, that, those days have come and gone. Now it's like, you know, the stuff they want. Everything's so small now. <laughs> it's like, it's so funny, you know? Yeah, it really Everything is. Everything they want is small. So... Anyway, it'll be easy, and I think they'll be pleased as well. But the deals now, it's like there is no need to, you know, upset your body by being out in the cold and the darkness to purchase things. You can just do it online. That's what I do. I, I'm just so glad. I, I mean, it's only the very rare occasion that I actually go to a store. And if I go mm-hmm. to the store, it's usually because I'm getting, like, gift-wrapped or something like that. So that's, in a word, I think that's pretty much everyone's Thanksgiving week, right? Yes, but you guys have your tradition, though, after Thanksgiving. Yes. I do I do my online shopping, because I'm an early shopper. You're not yes, an you early are. shopper. But no, I, I'm, I, I'm like you when it comes to eating, where you eat like a bird. I shop like a bird. I pick up here and there, and then ultimately it all seems to work out in the end. But you do yours differently. You, you, you hoard your presents, and then you wrap <laughs> them all the night before. That's Daryl and I's tradition. Uh, I do the majority of the shopping. He puts He has his input. I pick up the things or I order them, have them delivered, whatever. And then Christmas Eve, we go upstairs and we wrap all the gifts. He's so particular about gift wrapping. And I don't care. I'd put them all in bags if I could. I hate wrapping gifts. I mean, I don't hate the process that we go through the evening, the the ritual of wrapping the gifts. But he's really like, everything needs a bow. Everything needs a tag. Everything needs to be different. We can't use the same wrapping paper, blah, blah, blah. He's very particular. Yeah, that's like how I am. Yes, and he's also, but but Christmas is his most favorite holiday in the world. It's like right. he looks forward to Christmas every year. He tried to pull Christmas music out on Thanksgiving Day, and this house went into war mode. Everyone was like, <laughs> stop what you're doing. There will be no Christmas music. Stop with the things. It's not even Thanksgiving, Dad. And he's like, what? And we're like, no, you will not. That is so, so funny. That is so funny. We, our tradition is we go up to Apple Hill, which is up in Placerville, California. There's, it's an amazing, I mean, if you're ever in this area, you have to at least go once during the fall. The day after Thanksgiving. We go the day after Thanksgiving because that's when all the tree farms open. Okay. And we have one specifically that we've been going to for years. And so... We always have some kind of idea of what we want. And it's so great because they always have a $10 off coupon. <laughs> so we print it out every year. Aww. And it's a family-owned farm. They're all family-owned. And, you know, we wander around. And this year, of course, it's going to change every year as the kids get older. This year, it was only two two of the kids. Tyler, you know, he has a life. So yes. he couldn't come. And then, of course, Natalie lives in Virginia. Right. So she obviously did not go. So it's the four of us. It's still real fun, and we still have a blast. (laughs) So we found the tree that we finally just settled on because we had grown bored. We're like, okay, Okay. this is getting ridiculous. So do you guys decide, like, on the way up, like, what kind of breed of tree or whatever? Yes, and every year uh, it changes. We tend to get the silvers. Oh, okay. Those are nice. They're really pretty, and we like them because the bark is white. 
Yeah. And it's just really pretty. And so we, we, we tend to go those. The problem is they don't, they're not as fragrant as oh. like the traditional furs. And so this year we all decided we wanted a green tree. We oh. wanted something that had a little more smell, some more piney smell. Okay. Well, this specific farm doesn't really specialize in those breeds. They are primarily are the silver tip or the, you know, the different, the hardier trees. And so we struggled to find a green one. And so we were getting frustrated. And that's when we decided like, you know, what? this one's green enough. It's not silver, but it's not super evergreen. But this is the one we're getting. So we get it. It's a beautiful tree. It's, I mean, they're all beautiful and they're live, really, you know, and as long as there's not spite. I mean, and the thing is, one of the reasons why we always get silver tip is one time we did get a fur, like a real green, I can't think of the name of any, and it had spiders in it. Oh my God. (laughs) We had spiders on our walls and on our ceiling every day. And I said, no, we're never doing that again. So for some reason, the silver tipped ones, they don't seem to have spider issues. Right. But of course, every year when we go, there's always a discussion of who will be tipping the cutter because the cutters are the young strapping mountain boys. I know, right? Who work the farms every winter for tips for Christmas money. It's like their seasonal job. They're usually college students or the son of the farmer's owner, you know, the owner's kid or something like that. And they're always, you know, maybe 24 at the oldest. I know. Most of them are 18 to 20. It's just something about them when they drop to their knees and then start (laughs) slicing away at the base of that tree. Right. We only bought a live tree once. Mm. And I'll never forget the time where it was the cutter and he came over and he's like, well, which one did you pick? You know, and they're just always kind (laughs) of just like gruff. They are a bit gruff. And uh, I was like, God, I don't even know. I think I was like six weeks pregnant with Olivia. Oh, I know. Right. And so savage. He just plopped to his knees and he kind of leaned back because they got to lean back, you know, just because to eye it. they have to be able to eye it. Yeah. And, and plus the base is kind of wide because we picked a bigger mm-hmm. tree. And then he just, you know, he pulls out the shears from his belt or whatever, and then he just flicks it back because, you know, it turns into a saw. It's like a big, you know, blade. Right. And then he just starts sawing at it. And I'm just watching him. And I kid you not, Jamie, I was seriously getting like sexually aroused. And I was just like, oh, my God. I'm like, what is wrong with me? I'm 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 here with my family and I'm pregnant. I'm like, this is terrible. You know what? Testosterone. It's really hard to deny when it's a that primal manly man thing. I don't know what it is. It's very it's very caveman-y, but I mean, it's hard not to deny. But that whole visit, he told me about how he normally lives in, you know, like San Luis Obispo or L.A. or something like that. And he, you know, he likes to write poetry. And oh, God. Blah, and he was like giving me his life story and all this stuff. He's like stuff. the perfect guy. He's he's this yeah. brawny, manly man who know, is sensitive. Right? And he was just Jeez. telling us everything, and Ryan was playing in this, they had, like, this little Indian <laughs> teepee, and he was explaining the history of it and all this stuff. And you're stuff like, you just and, got caught up in the moment. <laughs> you know, and I was just like, and, like, the whole ride home, I, I, I couldn't stop couldn't thinking stop about thinking. it. And Victor's like, are you all right? And I'm like, I'm fine. Why? You know? And it's just like... <laughs> you're like, I'm just filing something away. Anyways, we never got a live tree again, but... Aw, that's too bad. But anyway, yeah, so it, there's always the discussion on the way up. It's like, who's going to, you know, if we have a cute cutter this year, who, who will be the one? Well, Kenzie's the only one because you know, oh, every, right. Malia's a child, and so so we're like, well, it's you, Kenzie. She's like, I'm not doing it if he isn't cute. I'm like, okay, the likelihood of that happening is about zero. Right? They're all cute. 
There is, they're like firemen. I don't know what it is. Firefighters aren't ugly. None of them. They're heroes. It's like a These prerequisite. Guys, yeah, it's like requirement. So the tree cutter, of course, she thought was adorable. And I'm like, oh, perfect. So, and he wouldn't leave us alone. He kept like, wait, he like following us around waiting for us. To, to pick our tree and he was a little over eager but you know, the thing is I always forget you know when you have a cute daughter they tend to do that you know they, well, why they tend not? to do They're, that I mean sure yeah I mean he wasn't being stalkery or anything like that but he was just he wanted to be the one to help us <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure so you know ultimately you know and then of course he helped us all the way to our car and he helped dad strap the tree down and spent an inordinate amount of time you know with us Aww. So his name was nathan oh that's a We're cute all, thank name. you nathan yeah kenzie's like he was all right i'm like oh my god he was more than all right he was adorable per the huge but yes it was fun and then of course we get home and of course daryl gets really control freaky Oh. He doesn't he doesn't think he's being a control freak. I think you know you're being a control freak. He doesn't realize it. Then suddenly what happens is he realizes that he's all alone in the room with the tree <laughs> because everyone has left. There is no more family experience. It's just him and the tree. <laughs> exactly. Suddenly everyone's in their room. I'm on the computer in the office and he's by himself listening to Nat King Cole blazing loud and by himself Holy with the tree. Holy night. Yes. Yes. And all of a sudden, the child, the child. And he's like, he comes in. He stands there and he kneels down. He's like, I don't want to be alone anymore. <laughs> well, then let your family help. Jesus. He goes, I don't want to do this by myself. And I said, really? Are you sure? Are you done yes. now? He's like, yes, I'm d- I am I don't. And I'm like, well, what was he doing? Well, first of all, you know, the tree had to be in a certain angle, you know, because the bad part of the tree has to be turned in. Right. Um, the tree was a little, the top was, a, it was just the top stalk by itself. There was no branch on it. That had to be cut down, cut a little bit because it was touching the ceiling. And so I cut it. And of course, I cut too much off. Oh. And um, not on purpose. I mean, I didn't think I cut too much off, but he thought I cut too much off. And then when it comes to the lights now, if it was my tree and I didn't have to deal with another person who was really serious about Christmas, I would probably have blue lights on. Oh. I like the blue or the violet or white, oh, you know, is, whatever. Is he a, a rainbow lights person? He's a traditionalist. He oh. wants the multicolor. Additionally, He's we, had, <laughs> we had to transfer all of our old lights into LED lights because we... Well, you only, have you know, to. So all the old lights that we had purchased that I, that I liked... Even some of them were even LED. They didn't match. And so we had to buy all new lights last year. Okay. And he's in charge of getting the lights on the tree because he knows how it needs to be done. Right. They have to be weaved a certain way. Right. And all of this is fine, except that no one else can do it right. And there's a lot of directing and a lot of no, no, no. And he doesn't hear himself. And then suddenly he's standing alone in the living room with a bunch of lights and ornaments and realizes very quickly that perhaps maybe he's being a bit pushy and a bit controlling, you know? Right. And so that's when he comes in and, you know, humbly asks me to return. And I said, well, you know, I'm not really sure because, you know, me, I'm like, 
you know, tears and, and pleading does nothing for me. So I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, are we done with all of this? Or right. are you going to actually, do you want people to participate? Or do you just want us to watch you do it? Because I'm not into that. And clearly none of us are. None of us are. You know, we all yeah, left you. The Christmas spirit has uh, left the building. <laughs> you know, you enjoy your Christmas music on iHeart. Anyway, he, he got his mind right. And he's like, all right. So then he was like overly like, you know what? And I could see him stopping himself trying to tell me that I wasn't doing it right. Because <laughs> I just kind of don't care so about I've stuff. Got, how did he deal with it when the kids were little? I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I didn't, in, if I didn't notice or if I just, I don't think I'd participate. I mean, you should see my tree right now because I didn't <laughs> even decorate it. I just sat there in the chair and I held hooks and I just <laughs> let the kids go to town. So, I mean, I'm yeah. sure it looks a mess. I mean, we have an artificial tree, so... The lights are not an issue. The only thing I'm particular about is, and of course, I bought the tree when we had our house Mm-hmm. which had vaulted ceilings. So, so we have tall. we have a seven foot tree. Right. <laughs> so right. it came with LED lights included. Right. So all we have to do is just plug them in. That's nice. So the only thing I'm particular about, though, is with artificial trees is um, the branches. You have to like fray them out. Oh, because they'll look flattened. Well, and and you'll see the holes like you'll see the pole right in the center. And that's no fun because they get smushed down like they get get crimped like over the the winter. And so you have to fray them out. Well, with you have a seven foot tree, that's it takes a long time. Mm. Once the tree is all frayed out, then I'm just like, here are the ornaments. Put them up however you want. So the Go kids nuts. are just like, oh, look, baby's first Christmas. Right. Let's put ours together. And so they're Aww, both hanging right next to each other. You nice. know, so I mean, like, you know, and then they hung all three of the or all, you know, five of the animals ornaments next to each other so they could be friends. And, you know, and they only go up like five feet. And then I mean, the top, everything top of the part is empty. You know, everything's right in the middle. And <laughs> then course. Olivia hung four icicles together all at the bottom. And so, I mean, I'm sure if Daryl saw a tree, he'd be like, oh, my God, you know. Well, that is true. Um, the one thing is, is we do let the kids do the tree, the ornaments. And if, if it was up to Mackenzie, we would have a theme every year. <laughs> She's like, I think oh. this year we should do pink and gold. And I'm like, I don't think that's happening because dad already is doing the rainbow thing. We're already doing multicolor lights be- and that will never end apparently. And so this is just the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Like personally, I would love to do like all white lights. I think that'd be really pretty. That's what our lights are. Or all white and then those like yellowish lights you know what i mean not yellow but the beige looking off-white ones i think that would be really pretty but to me i just like the lights i don't care about the ornaments and all that because that's uh, the whole point of it is hanging up memories right i mean isn't that the whole point of hanging that's what our ornaments are and i usually buy like a couple ornaments every year just to you know me too think of something that the kids have done so yes i mean we have trees like we have an ornament that we bought natalie when taylor swift first came out and she was like obsessed with taylor swift yeah and we have that and it's like that thing's 10 years old you know it's kind of cool that kind of stuff i mean everybody knows this if you if you do the tree thing then you see you pull out all these memories. It's great. It's like I collect these birds. Yeah, I've seen those. Where they clip on and there's peacocks and little cute little birds. And I have like six or seven of them now. And I, if I can, I'll get another one because I think they're really pretty. And everybody's like, okay, everyone, mom will do her birds because yeah. they're fragile. And I'm like, don't well, mess the with kids, the birds. They have um, these little like white ceramic ornaments that are like painted 
well, they're mostly just black because mm. they've used like every color in the. Mm-hmm. But I think they painted them at your house. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, yeah, we have some of those still, and um, they hang those up every year. Well, and they're really cool. Ryan has his cars ornament, which was like the very first ornament that he ever picked out by himself. Aww. That he wanted, so we hang that one up every year. And then Olivia has her Elsa and Anna ornament that she picked out. Cute for Frozen. So, are you doing uh, that stupid elf on a shelf this year? It will be. Uh, Olivia has uh, written a letter <laughs> requesting Buddy's presence. So, oh well, uh, then you better get to stepping. I'm feeling a lot of pressure, and here's why. So, like I said, we decorated the tree last night, mm-hmm. and. There was a sense of urgency because we have a storage unit because we had to downsize when we moved here because we moved here from the house to the matchbox. Right. And so we keep the tree at the storage unit. And Mm -hmm. Victor, as you know, is in the military Mm -hmm. and he has been asked to go to a training (laughs) in Utah Mm. and he won't be back until December 23rd. Okay. And so I will basically be doing all things Christmas. Right. Until he gets back. How convenient. He gets to come home and reap the benefits of the holiday (laughs) while you do all the work. Pretty much. (laughs) Typical. (laughs) This includes, so we did the tree last night. We did Mm -hmm. as much as we could. This will include, well, my birthday, which is in a couple of days. Mm Mm-hmm. I will be purchasing all the gifts and Yay! wrapping everything, which is probably no different than what I already do anyway. Yeah, but it's nice. You know, you're like me, though. You like to show them everything before you wrap it, right? Well, of course. I yeah. mean, you know, and so all of the stuff that I have bought, which is why I've been doing so much Christmas shopping already, mm-hmm. is just to kind of, you know, show them like this is what I'm thinking or this is what we're thinking. And, you mm-hmm. know, so we've bought a pretty, a few big ticket items and everything already well, that's good. because we knew that he was leaving. So, like I said, he flew out today. He had a flight that left at 6 a.m. And yes. because it's, you know, a school day, we right. figured the best thing for him to do was to take the shuttle because there's no point in doing long-term parking. He's going to be gone for 23 days. No, that would be ridiculous. Yeah, right. And, you know, we're not going to wake the kids up at, you know, 3 a.m. or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever to go to the airport. So Sure, sure. He was up packing so late and doing all these things that by the time he was done, it was almost like one thirty or 1 o'clock. Oh, my God. And so it just didn't even make sense to really go to sleep. He stayed up? You guys stayed awake? We stayed awake. And oh, so no. We were waiting for the shuttle. The shuttle was supposed to be there between 3.30 and 3.45. Mm-hmm. And so we were waiting and 345 came around and nothing happened. And so <laughs> we're just like, all right. I'm like, well, why don't you just, you know, let's just give it till four. I'm like, your plane doesn't leave until six. You know, right. you should be fine. So four o'clock comes around. The shuttle mm-hmm. still hasn't come. And oh. this whole time we're talking and I'm just like, you, you know, and he made the reservation. And does so, he have the number and everything? And I said, you made it for the right date and everything, right? And he's just like, yeah, I linked it to my flight. And I'm like, okay. And so <laughs> he says, well, maybe I should just like walk out to the road to make sure they're not like standing at the road or something like that. Because we live in an apartment complex. Right. 
And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to get on the phone with like the local Sacramento super shuttle to see mm-hmm. if they can like try and radio the driver or something. So I call the local Sacramento super shuttle and I have his confirmation number and I call them and they're like, ring, 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 you know, and I'm just like, hi. And then I give them the confirmation number and I said, you know, we've been waiting for this driver and, you know, he's not come. And uh, we're just curious if, if there's a problem. And so she says, well, let me look up your reservation. And she's just like, this reservation's for January 1st. Oh, no. <laughs> and I said, thank you. I will let him know. Were you like the little angry emotion oh, on God, Jamie. Inside Out? Jamie, You're I... the little red emotion? <laughs> so I walked outside and I barely even got my foot out the door and he starts walking in. He's like, I know. Because oh. <laughs> he had just got off the phone with them. Oh, no. So what now? And so I said, well, I guess we'll wake up the kids, won't we? And oh, God. So, so now had, we had there's... to wake up all the kids. We had to get in the car and we had to drive him to the airport. That must have been a loving goodbye. Oh, Jamie. <laughs> I'd be like, be grateful you're going to be gone. And you for know what? Days. I was so angry up until like three exits before the airport because then mm. you're guilt stricken with the part like what, what if, if they he dies? die what right? if the plane crashes like what if they die you know and here's the thing is it was an accident but i'm just like it is a typical accident it is not an accident when you do it all the fucking time and, and this is so typical of i'm like this is just typical military typical victor Yes. Typical everything. I mean, yes. this is like the time when he flew to New Jersey with my car keys. <sighs> and I was stuck at my house for two days. I Do you remember that? Yes, the Napoleon Dynamite sigh. I just went, oh. <laughs> And I oh. had to call into work because I couldn't leave my house. And, and I, you couldn't, can't even I couldn't drive my car. <laughs> You know what? And you know, all those things are flooding through your mind as you're sitting in the in the car at four o'clock in the morning with your babies. And I told to drive him, this fool to the airport. And I said, I said, and these always work out well for you because you get to just get on an airplane and go to wherever you're going. Yes. I said, but I'm the one that has to deal with all driving these children back home. Yes. And just and and then what? I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Put him back in bed for an hour and then wake him up and send him to school? No, it's over. You know? Or or and what about me? I said, <laughs> I haven't slept at all. I'm on nothing. I'm not even on fumes anymore because I'm fuming. I'm already furious. You know, and and I'm like, I'm going to drive back home, you know, for 45 minutes. In, yeah. in, in my pajamas and and you know what and you know what sucks about things like this is you know in the back of his mind he's just sitting there going i only have to get to the exit i only need to get to the airport and i can put this all behind me and she'll be mad but i've got 23 days where i don't have to deal with it right and i'd be like that makes me even matter which is the whole part is is i'm like not to, and and then of course you know i'm getting evil and i'm yeah. thinking about how he went to the grocery store the day before and, <laughs> and didn't he get was foil. in his uniform and oh god a gentleman bought his groceries and i'm just like that's so nice i know it is but how many times have i been at the grocery store with all three children and no one bothered ready to, buy to you rip anything? my eyeballs out 
and and someone was just looking at me, you like, know. And someone was like, "Could you just get your children like, under just control?" Hurry up, or you know, like yeah. you know. And, and I'm just like, you know, I go home to the uniformed man. You know that, right? Right. You know, I give him blowjobs and you know make his dinner. <laughs> Hey, Hugs, just want to let you know as you're preparing your list to buy the gifts for all of your loved ones that Avon has some amazing gifts for the makeup lover in your life. Even yourself, perhaps. Metallics, matte lipsticks, makeup palettes, brushes, everything that's on trend currently for the season, you will find at the Avon website. So if you want to help us out, click on our ugly mall at uglytruth.com. Click the Avon link and peruse all of the amazing deals we have going on for the holiday season. Thanks so much. I wanted to tell you a couple of things I read on the internet because it's news and I thought not real news, celebrity news. And I thought it was really funny. First of all, do you have any opinion on Kanye West? You know, I mean, I guess the only thing I hope is, is that whatever they did in the hospital, they actually addressed his whatever mental illnesses that Mm -hmm. he is is afflicted with. And they actually took it seriously. That's the only thing that I hope. I hope that they stop viewing him as some sort of, you know. Genius. (laughs) Yes, genius or artist. I mean, he may very well be artistic in all of those things. Oh, I think he absolutely is. I think two things. I think one, I think they hospitalized him to save millions and millions of dollars in insurance because well, of the canceled yeah, tour. Yeah, that's going to definitely help with all of those canceled shows. But what I do hope is that when he, he's like, you know, since you're in here, why don't we do a little bit of an eval and see where we are and find out what's going on. If there's anything going on with you, this is a great time to do it. Well, you don't get 5150'd, you know. No, that's true. And he's still there, which is unusual. No, he got released. Oh, when did he get released? Today? Yesterday. Oh, okay. So he was in for two weeks. Just shy of a week. Oh, only a week? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was hospitalized the day after Sacramento, and that that was before Thanksgiving. Yeah, they said it was just about a week that he was oh, in there. Okay. I mean, but hey, to be in an actual full-blown hospital, that's a long time. That's a long time. That's true, because usually it's only 72 hours at the most. Mm-hmm. At the most. Anyway, it's it's like it's hard because it's like I dislike him so much. However, if he's mentally ill, maybe that's – and it's never been addressed, then maybe he's not really like this. Maybe, you know, maybe he's actually decent. I think if you're surrounded by people – that continually enable your behavior and just think that it's it's he's on a higher plane think that it's well (laughs) and think that it's just celebrity type behavior and that you're surrounded by enablers but you're also surrounded by people who have no concept of what mental illness is and wouldn't even know how to recognize any of it right but the thing i don't understand is is that he was also in the presence at the time that he was taken in by his personal physician then, oh, I thought it was his personal trainer. Well, his I heard personal, it was like a nutritionist or something. Well, he was at his personal trainer's, mm-hmm. and then he started threatening his threatening physical harm to his personal mm-hmm. trainer's staff. Right, and so his personal physician called nine one one, admitting him on a fifty one fifty. Well, I'll tell you this, just because I am very somewhat knowledgeable when it comes to adults and mental illness. 
you can't make anyone treat their mental illness if they're over the age of 18. You can strongly suggest it over and over. And until they cause harm that would potentially put them in jail, that's the only way you can do it, which means the physician has probably been waiting for this to happen. Right. Because well, maybe that's why he's with him all the time. Maybe. Maybe because you can't really you can't make anyone do something they don't want to do. And mental illness is one of those things that no one wants to address, even if they think they have it. They don't want to do it. It's a lot of it's a lot of work to fix well, to, not to just get that. Adjusted. I mean, he probably is afraid that it's going to take away his creativity. Oh, that's what a lot of people think. And there are now, you know, thank goodness everybody talks about it now. And it's not just the crazy person on the street anymore. They talk about it because it's really opened up the avenues into options. So it can, if you have some kind of old school doctor who just gives you pills, but that's really such an archaic way of treating mental health now. So hopefully because of his, you know, ability to, you know, financially able to do pretty much anything he wants, hopefully he will find a way to treat it that makes him comfortable. I hope he treats it. Okay, so before we go to our ugly and awkward moments, I let's briefly. Did you watch the new Sister Wives premiere? I did. You did. I you did. never do. I know. I was so curious. I did. I watched it. I watched what did it. you think? I have many thoughts. I don't. First of all, I have to question myself as to why I'm so obsessed with this show which shows so many unhappy people. <laughs> I don't understand why. Maybe I'm watching it because it's, I don't know. I'm not really sure what it is to start. The the girl that's getting married, the, the one that's actually, where they're planning the whole wedding and stuff. I mean, she's only 19. Yeah. So it's hard, but they clearly seem to be simpatico. I mean, he's a lot older than her. He's 30. And that alone, that's kind of weird. Yeah, he's older. But it seems like it. they don't seem that. There's not that age gap like we talked about. That doesn't feel, it doesn't seem like it. Because she's old, She's a very mature 19, 20-year-old girl. She doesn't right. seem to be like her sister. Well, that's Janelle's daughter. So yes. And Janelle's it, very mature. Janelle just seems like the mom that would raise children that would have their head on straight. Uh, except that she's getting married at 19 and is already pregnant. So I don't know. Well, right. I know that part. Yeah. So the wedding is great because she's bucking all traditions that she was raised with. She's doing nothing Mormon or polygamy level at all. It is Christian, very typical wedding outdoor where she's wearing a white dress. Sle- it's like sleeveless. It's, you know, she's not covering Strapless. her shoulders nope. and all the, you know. What I kind of like about these kids is they're really exposing their parents at how non-conservative uh, they really are. Right. It's almost like we're living as a poly- we're living a polygamous marriage, but our life—that's where it ends. Our children are really their kids are expressions of what they're really like. They drink, they date. Clearly, they have sex before marriage, so it's like they're normal. In the, in the context of American families, they just he just happens to have four wives. Right. And, and all the bullshit that comes with that. I don't know how. I mean, on one end, people will say, oh, I don't know how their kids are so they're all so normal. And I'm like, really? Getting married at 19 isn't normal. It, running away from your house to and, and jumping into the arms of the first boy that you have sex with. Not necessarily normal. 
Right. There's some things. You know, that girl McKelty, the one that, you know, had the audacity to <laughs> ask to have her big wedding done two months after her sister, which is just, oh my God, is that is that the most cliche jealous of my sister crap you've ever seen in your well, life? Well, and especially because she also applied to where, you know, be at the Mormon church, just like her Just like her sister. sister. Yeah. And then what a douchebag is her little boyfriend. Uh, he looks like a frog. And he talks like a frog. Well, not just that when he's just like, just get a home loan and pay for the wedding. And I'm just like, I wanted to reach through the television and slap him. I'm I'm like, look, I don't like what kind of like little skis tard are you? And he's a banker. I don't know what I think he's a bank teller. Yeah, (laughs) maybe he's a banker. I'm just like, I'm like, you're going to be disgusting and like five years he's already disgusting i don't know what she's i don't know what she okay because you know how weird i am i did some some googling (laughs) because i was so curious i was so curious about they're not together anymore are they yes they're getting married in december that's gross she just had her wedding shower like a week ago well, that's too bad. So now they've been together well over a year. So, I mean, you know, as far as, you know, getting married co- is concerned, I mean, I guess that's enough time. I, I don't really, I can't really judge that. If someone wants to be dumb enough to get married in 20, I mean, good luck. But I, I would never recommend it. So anyway, I think, you know, they're going to get married. I don't know if it'll last. I, my guess is she'll get pregnant within, you know eight weeks of being married and that's disgusting i also think that they i think one of the reasons why they were able to wait until december like the, her parents wanted is because they didn't wait to have sex i think they immediately said well we're not getting married in august and we're already engaged let's go for it well and, and i think that's how they're able to wait well not just that i think that he says i'm not paying for anything and so well that too they have no yeah. money and if they want to have a nice wedding then they're gonna have to wait so on one hand i go god that you know she's being such a spoiled brat about it but on the other hand it's like you know what who was the one that had a kid every nine months for 20 years i mean what were you thinking would happen when they all hit adulthood i i really believe that because he's the one that has all the money and he's just like if you want me to pay for your wedding then you're gonna wait until december mm-hmm so yeah she's just like right fine <laughs> so right anyway so unfortunately i'll be watching more yeah, me too. I'll be watching the hot mess of the sister wives. Me too. I, but the only way I can do it is when I'm working out. So I will only watch it when I'm working out. It's like I've got it. I've got to somehow balance the scales if I'm going to watch this crap. And it is crap. It is crap. And I just it's like a soap opera. And I just hate myself. I it works so i mean it's it's interesting well i mean they put it out there what are you gonna do i know i know oh and just so you know i did watch um a few minutes of kate plus eight. Oh god i'll tell you why i'll tell you why i don't want to hear anything about it i wanted to see how big the kids are because they're 12 now and so i was curious to see what they look like wow. they just like they look like bigger one of one of the boys is getting chubby but the rest of them are all the same. They all, they're just like bigger versions of themselves. And the daughters, the two 16-year-olds, they're 16 now. Mm-hmm. Very pretty. Very pretty girls. I'm sure, yeah. I didn't know she got a show back. Yeah, oh yeah. They, people, you know, just like the Sister Wives, there is a, there is a group of people who will watch it. They either love to hate her or they love to watch, just love her. You know, watch mostly for the kids, I would think. Because it's really boring. It's a boring show. They don't do anything, you know? Well, I mean, what are they going to do? They're teenagers. Right. 
What are they so. going to film them on their phones? <laughs> I mean, yeah, just their data. You know, it's just the same. It's like, this is how we do it. This is what we're doing now. You know, so I'm sure it's just a big camera in front of Kate while she just blabs about her life. <laughs> yeah. I think she has a boyfriend. I doubt from it. What I heard. No, I did. I read that she had a boyfriend. They were playing, they were toying with the idea of doing a show about her dating. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? No one wants to see yeah, that. Yeah, I think everyone saw like, the, you know, the previous to that one episode and it was so painfully, you know. <laughs> it was like watching her dance on Dancing with the Stars. <sighs> it's like, let's watch the immature woman. Watching her on Dancing with the Stars was salad. like watching someone having their vagina sewed up. It was just. <laughs> I just can't even imagine. So it was, anyway, it was ridiculous. It's no right. wonder she had to have in vitro. <laughs> We've discussed She's that too. <laughs> capable of having intercourse. Just too hard, too much, too messy. So let's go ahead and do our ugly and awkward moment of the week. So. Victor and I were going to bed the other night. It was like 11 o'clock and it was a week night. So all the kids were already in bed asleep. And I don't know if sometimes during the day where your phone might start dying before bedtime. Sure. And so, well, my phone had been doing, my phone had done that. And so I had taken my charger out of my room and I put it in the kitchen and I was charging my phone while I was making dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're going to bed, you do all your nighttime routine stuff, turn off all the lamps and, you know, sure. get, a, get all the animals, do all the things you got to do and, you know, get in bed. So I did all that. Well, when I sleep, I sleep just in my underwear. And okay. so I climbed oh, into bed and I'm just like, oh, OK, so I went to go plug in my phone. and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. And I'm just like, I forgot my charger in the kitchen. So. Unlike you, my house is really small. And so right. all I have to do is just go down like maybe a, a seven foot hallway. And then I'm I'm in the kitchen and right on that wall, right when I go into the kitchen is the charger. Okay. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm like, I'm not going to put on my robe. I'm just going literally like seven You're just feet. literally running in to get I'm it just, and I'm running out. Zip in, grab it, leave. So I step out of my bedroom. I take two steps. And out of comes the kitchen is my son. And oh God. He <laughs> stares at me. And then I'm like, I'm like, son, oh my God. <laughs> so I grab my boobs and I run back into the bedroom. Oh no. And then <laughs> well, what did he do? He grabbed his eyes and <gasps> went back in the he kitchen. Gra- and he grabbed his eyes like with his hands oh dear you know? oh dear and so he saw everything but oh no he had i mean he was coming oh, down the no. hallway but the problem is because it was dark it yeah. was like did not, you apologize in the morning i didn't say anything and oh, okay. so I made Victor get up and go talk to him because... Oh, God. You made it a thing? Well, I just wanted to make sure he was all right. I didn't know well, what, what do you think? Doing. What do you think? His eyes singed out of his body because he saw your nips? And so For God's I just... Sake. I didn't know. I didn't know. I was like... Jeez. I was full-blown standing in the hallway just in my underwear with my hands <laughs> I, to my side. 
you know i would have gotten a shirt on and said like son and i'm just I'm like sorry. what was he doing you know i yep. just i'm like what was he it doing? was 11 o'clock you know and so i put my robe back on i went and got my charger i came back i told victor <laughs> what happened i made him get up and go talk oh, to him geez. and he's like what am i gonna say to him and yeah, i'm just really? like what what I'm is like, he gonna I don't say know, like, think of something or just go ask him if he's okay or whatever and he's just gonna be like what you, you saw your mom's boobs are you okay and i'm like i don't know i'm like just think of something so he's oh like he went in there and i'm like so he came back and i'm like well, what did he say and he's just like you know i'm like what was he doing he's like he was just trying to see what time it was i'm like why uh, why did he have to get up at that moment to see what time it was good he's Lord. like i don't know and then i'm like what else did he say he says he didn't want to talk about it he wanted to go back to sleep and well, I'm there like, you go i'm like all right Jeez. fine so we've never talked about it again but good Good lord! Of all the times, uh, you know, just to get my and I always wear my robe, except for this one time you were feeling frisky and decided not to. I wasn't even feeling frisky. I was just tired. I just didn't (laughs) want to go through the hassle to put a damn robe on to walk six feet. Oh dear! Everyone was supposed to be sleeping. Well, there you have it. Yeah, that's pretty awkward, Paula. I don't know. know. Mine's funny though. Yours was funny too, actually. The fact that you made it a thing is even funnier. Okay, so. After Bodega killed the possum, you know, I, I, I struggle with uh, having him in the house because, you know, his fur gets stained with blood because he's so vicious when he kills. And I just I'm always like, I don't really want you in the house. You smell of death. But it had been like a couple of days. And the thing is, is that regardless of how barbaric it is, he's doing the job he's meant to do. That's what they do. They they guard their home. That's the whole point of having a big dog who's territorial is they keep those types of things out. Skunks, possums, raccoons, anything that could harm the family, he kills it. Mm-hmm. So when he comes in after a couple of days of detoxing from the death, we let him in and I usually give him a really good treat and then I'm telling him what a good dog he is. And so I had, we had given him a really good treat. And then he's sitting in front of me on the couch. And I'm, you know, I'm kissing his little head. And I'm like, you're such a good boy. You're such a good boy. Because he does know that he he did something good. Right. And Daryl's sitting next to me. And he's like, oh, he loves his mommy. You know, because we, you know, you know how people are with their yeah, dogs. Yeah. And so I'm like, you're such a good boy. And I had my face right near his little snout. And he burped. <laughs> Ew! Right in my face, and it was like, and the thing is, because you know, dogs aren't dogs, you know, because he's big, so like you know, that thing had to travel from his stomach. Yes. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, you're such a good boy, (laughs) and Daryl like lost it. He's like, I've never seen that happen in my life. I've never seen a dog burp. It's the weirdest thing ever. Your dogs don't burp. Not really, no. Oh my God. And so, of course, I'm like, "Ew, get away! I hate you!" You know, of course, immediately, I'm like, right. "Get out of here, you dumb animal! You're disgusting! God, you make me sick!" You know. So, of course, and Daryl, of course, because I'm mortified, and he's laughing, and but Nick is like, "What I do?" He's like, what? "Wait a minute! I thought you loved me! I thought I was a good dog!" I was showing my appreciation. And then they put their ears down. They go running away, <laughs> like, "Ah, right! God, is nothing sacred to you? Is nothing special?" cheese that's funny yeah you win though (laughs) oh gee thanks you win oh gee thanks you've scarred your son for life yeah really on that note (laughs) well thanks everybody for joining us this week 
Hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving and uh, are doing lots of shopping. Speaking of shopping, you can visit our UglyTruth.com Ugly Mall and there is our Amazon links as well as our Avon links. And we see that some of you have also have actually been using our links so we appreciate that thank you so much keep up the good work we appreciate the patronage we are always so grateful for you uh thinking of us we will be here uh through most of the month and so keep coming back for new episodes stay warm friends uh we are freezing our tits off out here in sacramento (laughs) california as paula's son can tell you Yes. (laughs) Oh, God. God. So uh, stay active on social media. You know, I'll be lonely this month. Yeah. So we're going to get all kinds of posts about Christmas. All kinds of fun things. Look for the carpenters. (laughs) I'll be Christmasing without you. (laughs) It'll happen. Trust me. What? How does that song go again? Greeting cards of Vincent. Daryl will tell you he hates Mm -hmm. that song. Mm-hmm. Oh God, he hates the carpenters of all things. <laughs> Sparky, really? I know, right? The Sparky Mr. Griswold hates, he hates the, that one. Sparky Griswold hates the, car- the carpenters figure, of all so. things. <laughs> all right, friends, have a good week. We will see you next week. Bye. That's a wrap. But make sure to watch your podcast feed for all the screw ups and edits from this episode and what we call ugly cuts. And then we'll have a brand new full episode for you next week. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.